It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion, it's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, welcome into the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Keith, welcome into the show. We're talking team roster evaluations for the entire league. We're starting alphabetically. Arizona Cardinals is first on the clock. Welcome in, man. Yeah, it's weird thinking about this alphabetically rather than um, you know, know. going by... I don't by, even know why going, we tried, tried to do that. Going by division. But, well, I think it's because we always go by division with all the other stuff. And so it's like... And then it just feels like we're repeating ourselves and coming through it at it from a different, uh, in a different order kind of changes how we're doing things. Um, but we're starting with Arizona uh, and Arizona is an interesting team because honestly, does anybody know what's going on with uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray and the organization? I yeah, I because... live here in Phoenix and I can tell you firsthand, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, we don't. Um, uh, yeah, I, I assume that he comes in. Uh, he's under contract, obviously. He's going to lose a ton of money if he doesn't. I know he wants the deal. He's trying to put pressure. I think his his uh, agent probably got over his skis a little bit on the demand side of this situation, and it kind of all comes back. I think the trade for Marquise Brown bef- right before the draft kind of helped Kyler Murray a lot gave him a, a steady weapon that he's very familiar with former college teammate for goodness mm-hmm. sake and so i do think that helps uh extending zach Ertz was was you know a great thing and so there's a good team around him you know i think we saw them implode last year um are they better this year let's find out let's talk about it uh spoiler they're not um so <laughs> Right off the top. Okay. We're at 148. Uh, you can go ahead and just shut it off now. We'll, no, we'll talk about this. Come back in about 15 that, minutes. We'll, we'll talk about um, Atlanta. Because let's uh let's go kind of go through all of it because um <laughs> a lot of it comes down to me. And then the, you may not share this opinion, but for me, um 
it comes down to where are they better? Um, and I like Marquise Brown. I think that was a good ad for them, but they lost DeAndre Hopkins to suspension. Um, and that kills them. And he is, even with Marquise Brown, Hopkins would be their best receiver. So now you're looking at an, an ancient AJ Green, who last year was kind of a shell of, of his former self as the number two, Rondale Morris three, um, cause they lost their, their top two receivers from last year. And, um, Hopkins and Christian Kirk, they're both gone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they replaced, that's, that hurts. And they, they replaced them with Marquise Brown and, that's, and, a, and a rookie, you know, they got a rookie tight end and Trey McBride, one of the best pass catching tight ends true, in the draft, but, but he's, he's a, a rookie. Tight, he's all rookie and he's a tight end. Yeah. Um, so you've got Zach Ertz and Trey McBride and Max Williams at tight end. That's a great position group. Um, it's arguably their best position room um, on this roster, but there's, it's still tight end. It's not a high value position. Um, <laughs> DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, uh, Will Hernandez, Kelvin um, Beecham. Those, that's the offensive line. Does that scare anybody? It seems, Keith, like this franchise is wandering around in circles. And they I don't know how are. else to, to say it. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. We're just swapping players. There's no real improvement in any one position group that kind of gets them over the edge. Um, you mentioned the offensive line. I think it's marginal. I think it's like a top 20 offensive line. It's not mm -mm. worse. It's not better. It's just kind of it's, is. Yeah. The Rondell, I like Rondell Moore, uh, Andy Isabella. I like Trey McBride. I like Marquise Brown, um, Zach Ertz, obviously, James Conner out of the backfield. It's a decent offense. This is a team that gives trouble to, to certain defenses and will continue to do so. This is a team that came out and won a lot of games last year um, in, the, in the first half of the season. And then the, then the wheels started to come off, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, they do have some ability. And then on the defensive side, I do like their defense. I mean, I like parts of their defense. I like parts of their defense. Yeah, which parts don't you like? They did get um, Marco Wilson. Uh, they, yeah. they shipped out a, a fourth round pick in a trade to, to get Marco Wilson. But so um, it, if we just stick to stick to the offense for just a sec, uh, this offense is one that. The only you have to hope that um, what we saw in the beginning of the last few years, last two years especially, um, you know the what we saw in the the first half of those two seasons is what we see all year, because that's the only way to get improvement. This roster is not better, especially on offense. It's not better than it was last year. If anything, it's slightly worse because of the loss of the receivers, um, and so you're hoping the only improvement is going to be, it's got to come from, I, I, from coaching and that they're not going to take the nosedive after. All right. Let um, me have it, Keith. Let me have it. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Day Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. 
Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What that they're I, not, I they're not going to improve on the. I don't think side, are because, they? no because I uh, okay that's they just my extended opinion. Cliff Kingsbury and and their GM as well. God, which is stupid. Why would you extend Kingsbury? Yeah. Is he is he the worst head coach in the NFL after that after that drop? After the midseason drop and then the loss in the playoffs, I just don't know. I mean, that loss to Seattle at the end of the year was kind of the exclamation point on the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks weren't good last year. They were no. genuinely bad. They, they, they started a rebuild after that. They, they did. I mean, they did encounter. They encountered Russell Wilson's best game of the year and Rashad Penny's best game of the year. That's kind of what happened to them. But yeah. The other than that, I mean, what do you see on their defense that's holding them back? Well, the, I mean, they lost their best defensive player. Um, yeah, Chandler Jones, big hit. Yeah, and and big and, big hit. But he was Matt, oft injured in the last couple of seasons. He's still their best defensive player, and I, there's there's no replacement. Um, I mean, JJ Watt is a great name and a former defensive player of the year. But when was the last time he was healthy through um, most of the season? Yeah, they it's basically replaced him with a rookie, Cameron Thomas, you know, at outside linebacker. They've got Marcus Golden, um, Darian uh, Kennard, Devin Kennard, um, at outside linebacker that often rushes the pastor. Manjai Sanders, they picked up from Cincinnati in the tr- in the in the draft. But those guys aren't going to do anything their first years, you know. J.D. Mm-hmm. Watts there, Zach Allen's on the other side. I mean, those um, are nice. Those are those that on paper, that's a great set of defensive ends. They just so don't have a lot of depth. Zach Allen and 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 J.J. Watt. The problem is, is that neither of those guys um, will play ten games in a year. Go look at so, the last few so years. Far. They, yeah, they so don't. Far. They neither of those guys are good for for. Um, for more than 10 games a year they they're going to struggle there's not a lot of depth on this defense yeah they probably have the third best defense in the in the division let alone in the league i mean they're i mentioned the offenses being you know in the offensive line around 20 Mm -hmm. the offense itself is probably a top 10 offense uh but now that the you know you mentioned the the situation at, at wide receiver now that's a debate you look at the defense the defense is not intimidating really anybody Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't even know if it's a top 10 defense. And so losing, losing Chandler Jones really hurts because he, I get that he wasn't always healthy last year, but even when he was playing hurt and was not, he was their best defensive player. He genuinely was. Now Where do you I like, see them emerging on, um, out of training camp. I like their secondary. Um, and so as far as like, I think this is a team that needs depth. They need guys that can come in on defense and um, give their starters a break and step up if Watt gets hurt um, and and just be 
they need depth and I don't see it. And maybe they're going to surprise me because we've got, um, you know, guys here that are currently unheralded mainly mm-hmm. because they haven't gotten a chance and they'll come in and they'll, and they'll surprise because, you know, given a chance, you're going to see, you know, maybe Devin Kennard step up in a big way or, um, Maje Sanders come in and, and, and be a difference maker. I don't know. Um, but right now I see a team that's going to have injury problems because they've got a bunch of guys that always have injury problems. And once those guys get hurt, there's just no one behind them, but I do like their secondary. I want to throw that out there because Byron Murphy is, um, you know, at corner, Jalen uh, Thompson, Buda Baker, Marco Wilson. That's a good backside back into the um, yeah. of, of, of a defense. It's just the front seven that I see talent, but no depth. So I'm just early prediction. I mean, do you see this team emerging out of the out of the division into the playoffs in 2022? I don't. Um, so you're be- falling back. They're falling back. They're going I'm, from 10, where were they, 10 or 11 wins to under yeah. 500? If, no, they won't be under 500. They'll be around 500. They'll be, let's say, 9, nine and 8. Yeah. That's kind of where I've got them. I think that they are a team that, you know, if they jump out to that c- quick start the way they've had the last two seasons and win a bunch of games. What early, do you attribute that to? But I mean, the, obviously, the quick starts that you know somewhat get attributed to the coaching. I mean, they're they get. I know you don't like the coaching, but you know what else gets them out front like that with that quick start? The same thing that gets them to fall back. I mean, it's like it's well. There's they, parts of it. Part of it is that is talent. Um, you know, when you've got when you've got great top end talent, um, you're gonna win games early in the year. Um, and if you don't have the depth to back it up, that as those guys start to get hurt, because the yeah. NFL is a war of attrition. And yeah. as well, guys, even Kyler Murray missed, missed games last year. Yeah. So as these guys get hurt, uh, you end up with, you, you don't have anyone to replace them with. And so, I mean, every team is having injuries, but if your depth is poor, then you, the injuries affect you worse than everyone else. So that's the part of it. Th- the and part of it is about- coach. The interesting thing about Arizona is for a long time there, in recent, they had some some decent high draft picks come into the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins and, you know, the list goes a Buddha Baker and the list kind of goes on. They were, they were able to get J.J. Watt um, in, in some trades. So they had some good favorable trades. Um, they've done some some good work on some drafts and they just haven't been able to pull it all together. Yeah. And the, and I think that's where you're pointing to the the coaching. Yeah, that more is less, because you, there there is talent here that they're not making the most of and then there's also depth concerns. So the idea that they extended their coaching staff is insane to me. That I, I just look at this is one of the weaker coaching staffs in the entire NFL. And I get that you're going to look at like um you know, Houston and, and Lovey Smith as, as, as going to be there, not just him personally, but the rest of that. Staff. Actually like I, we'll talk about Houston later, but I actually like that move actually for them. Yeah. But are they going to be 
is Lovey Smith got more, does he get more than a year on this as, as their head coach? Um, or do they move on so they can bring in some, some, you know, um, Josh McCown, who's the guy that they said they were, that was indicated that well, they wanted. That franchise is definitely in a placeholder mode, Keith, and you know that because nobody yeah. wants to go go there right now. But I mean, if he can get them in a position where it's attractive again, like with a mm-hmm. number one overall pick and all that kind of stuff. But all right, so let's shift gears. Let's go to the Atlanta Falcons, which is, I think, a little bit more of an interesting team because it's ascending. I think we both agree that the Arizona Cardinals are in this. Like I said, they're just in the circular firing zone thing going on. I don't know exactly where they're at. They're not extending, but they're not. They're not. They're not falling off a cliff either. They're just yeah, right there. They're right there. And this was a team that was that the Arizona was right there. Um, at one point they were the number one seed. Yeah, you know, and whatever. And then MVP candidate at quarterback. Yeah, then they fell off a cliff. And, um, you know, ended up barely making the playoffs and, and, um, got bounced early, you know, the first game. So where are they? I I don't see them ascending. I also don't see them descending too far. Um, I mean, they just kind of are what they are. Uh, the Falcons are rebuilding. They're starting over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that they had a a horrible off season, um, but they had a great draft. (laughs) I think they had a. I think I don't think it was a horrible offseason. I do. because this I is give, a team that I was give it like a D. They were this is a team that was old. So it you was, like the Matt Ryan trade, and you was, like them getting a placeholder at quarterback. Yeah, that that sort of strategy. I mean, to they, get this, through this season. This was a team that was old. It had some bad contracts it needed to get out from underneath, and it needed to start a rebuilding process that was going to take some time, and. They just they got the process started. I mean, they started they, yeah, it really they a year off. ago. They put it with, off for like two or three years. I mean, this has yeah. like been building. You knew this was coming. How was it mm-hmm. going to happen? This is now what what has happened. Yep. And so you know, a year ago they got some draft picks for Nuke Hopkins. This year it was Matt Ryan. Um, they were they've turned that, um, you know that all that draft capital into a nice draft. Um, I like. You know, they got Drake uh, London, who I love. I love that pick. I know that like people are like, why was he the first wide receiver taken? Um, honestly, I think he's he's the guy like he's he's a guy that's fitting to be the um, first wide receiver taken. I like that pick to go with him with Kyle Pitts at tight end, who's like just an athletic freak, like just even amongst amongst the great athletes yeah. of the NFL. Kyle Pitts makes makes most of them look, you know, like me Um, because he's that much of an athlete like him and Drake London. That's a great. um, Yeah. And after that, though, it's really it's really light. I mean, they have uh, on Tate. um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, having Calvin Ridley get suspended certainly doesn't help anything, Um, you know, uh, so and there are. There's some other problems. There's problems up and down this roster, but they are, they're bottoming out in a way that will allow them to start building. And I like some of the pieces that they've managed to acquire. They are guys that they can build around going forward. Yes. Even if they're not right, even if nothing has been built yet. Yeah. No, I, I love the, but I, I love the London pick, but the, uh, 
pick, the Arnold Abecadie pick at 38 overall, and then Troy followed that up with Troy Anderson. I think one of the best linebackers in the draft end up being one of the best picks in the draft, I think, in the long run, just because of his work ethic and who he is as a player and how he fits in this scheme and so forth. I think he's going to be a tremendous. And then to get Desmond Ritter at 74 overall, where the value is right for him uh, to come in and back up Marcus Mariota. Um Right, yeah. right away. I think that that's a good thing. I think Marcus Mariota is a good teacher. He's a good person. He's a he's a foundational piece. Um, is a backup well, in the NFL. Yeah, but he's going to get his shot this year to kind of carry the team a little bit, and um, and then mentor Desmond Ritter. And I think that's a that's a good spot for Ritter to be in. Yeah, and and so Ritter went in the third round, um, and that's where he belonged. And everyone was talking about him maybe going in the first round. He doesn't belong in the first round, but people were talking about him going there because, well, where, where the, else are the quarterbacks going to go? Yeah, he he was <laughs> right. the first he was the first or second best quarterback in the draft, depending on who who the evaluator is um, making those rankings. And so they're all he's a first round pick. Well, no, he's a third round talent, um, but he has tools. There are things that you can like about him. Um, he is a guy that reminds me not in the type of player but in the situation and the quality of player of Kirk Cousins when he came into the league because he came into the league as a fourth round pick I believe roughly in the same spot kind of the same idea thought to be smart NFL ready but limited and got his opportunity made the most of it ended up getting this crazy freaky hundred yeah. percent guaranteed contract. Yeah, he's he's made um, some of the most money for an NFL player in the last ten years. I mean, just yeah. Has. And and he and he you know has got his chance and has done some good stuff with it. Um, Desmond Ritter is a similar type player. Is he is he guy that that you look at and you go, okay, this guy has potential to become, you know, um, John Elway. No, you don't look at that. He may develop into something special. But he doesn't appear to be special at this point. But he could still be good. He may not be special, but he could still be good. So I like that pick, the value where they got him. And there's no pressure for him to come in and try and, and win right now. Because they that's why they went and signed Marcus Mariota. Was to be that guy for a year. Guess where our longtime nemesis friend at right tackle slash guard <laughs> ended up going this this year uh, oh yes i saw that name um yeah for the, those of you listening that don't know i have this um hate hate relationship with jermaine affetti yeah uh, who signed he's probably going to be a backup um which is where he belongs is on the bench um but the right tackle we're talking about a tackle offensive yeah we're tackle. talking about offensive tackle and um guy Former who is first round draft pick that washed out and then he's just a he's a penalty machine is what he he's is a, he's a mammoth human being that makes other offensive tackles look small um like seriously the guy is just huge and so you'd think he'd be good but he's a penalty machine he can't pass block and um yeah yeah and so he and so now he's just he's an afterthought yeah as a, no, guy, like, as a guy who as a guy who studies offensive line and whatever he is he is the worst thing about you know watching offensive linemen play. Like I just hate hate the fact that I have to watch him occasionally. 
Um, so, that, so that's over, where that came from. <laughs> overall, this team has a few pieces to build mm-hmm. around. Um, I don't really care for their offensive line too much, but it is what it is. It's not, it's probably bottom third in the NFL, but um, it's something that they can build, you know, in, in future drafts. They, they kind of focused on defense in this draft. They also got D'Angelo Malone, which I thought was a great pick a little mm-hmm. early at 82, but I think he was totally a riser. And my favorite pick for them actually is Tyler Algerier, the running back out of BYU at 151 overall, which is a great value for him. He's a, like a road grader type runner for them. I think mm-hmm. they've got, they got an interesting situation with Cordero Patterson. They it's, it's interesting. Like, what do you do with him? Is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? If he's a wide receiver, he's a middling wide receiver that has trouble somehow getting open into space, even though he's a burner, but at running he, back, he's got, he's susceptible to injury because he's not huge. He's not um, big. He runs yeah. too tall. He runs upright. Um, but he's dynamic as a player. That's why he's probably Punt returner, the, kick returner, pro bowl deluxe. He's probably the best kick returner in the NFL right now. Um, he's just this crazy athlete that doesn't seem to fit in a position other than kick returner, but you want to use him in places and running backs his best position, but you don't want him to get hurt and all of that. Um, he's an interesting player, but I don't know if that's, if he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think like, he's a good player. He's just a man without a position. I think yeah. you 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 put like a tandem though of Damian Williams and Tyler Algerier in at running back. I think that improves the offense. It gives Marcus Mariota a chance to be successful, dinking yep. and dunking around the field and occasionally take a shot. It, Cordial Patterson, I think, probably needs to line up a wide receiver for this team. Although I thought last year they used him about as effective as he's been since he's come into the league. Mm-hmm. I think that he still has tremendous value, obviously, as a kick returner. But you can get him the ball in space, and um, and he becomes useful. And I think they can do that, Get pick up you know, 30, 35, 40 receptions for five, 600 yards, and that's kind of where he's at. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think you, you want to use him as a weapon. Um, you line him up in the backfield, and you ro- roll him, rotate him out um, to, to get him the ball in space. Or you line him up in, in the slot and bring him back into the – and rotate him back into the backfield so he's running against a nickel um, defense type of thing. You can move him around and do stuff with him, but he isn't an every down back. He isn't. No. He's more of a wide receiver than a back in terms of Correct. his body fit. So turn your attention to the defense, Keith, and mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, I think the defense is going to be um, okay. I mean, anytime you got a guy like Grady Jarrett up front, you're starting with yeah, – that's something you can build around. Um, he's older. I'm kind of surprised he's still on the roster and that he wasn't moved for additional draft capital, Um, but he didn't. And so he's there and um, he makes guys around him better. Um, Taquan Graham at nose tackle. I like like him. He's a nose tackle. He's a big guy who eats space and blocks and all those things. And you probably won't hear his name most um, weekends, you know, but he does his job. He, and his job is to just get in there and and fight with the guards and centers and um, make them work hard to block him, so that way his linebackers can can be clean. Um, they've got some things that they can work around, like that um, Beckety at, uh, mm-hmm. at at linebacker and pass rusher is going to be um, a nice piece for them. You know, Lorenzo Carter on the other side 
um, has a chance to be a a nice piece for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to blow anyone away. They don't have any depth. The, you know that's well, the, that. that's the issue with with this team. Is I think yeah. that's why they're you know they're going to probably be at five wins this year. Is that they just don't have a lot of depth and and the talent up front is meh, marginal. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing to get excited about, obviously. Well, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not elite talent overall. They've got, but that's what I'm saying. They've got some nice pieces, mm-hmm. but they haven't built a roster around those nice pieces. They've just got the pieces, and they need another year or two of building. And I'm sorry, I think Grady Jarrett's probably going to get moved, if not during the season, um, for in a trade then then it'll be um you know this next off season because they need to get younger and um cheaper and his contract is going to be one that they're going to want to move and if they can do that get some additional draft capital to help speed this rebuild up they got to do it so their place kicker is young ho ku which is mm-hmm. the best name in in all of football um <laughs> what else what a are we done? Uh, kind of. I mean, yeah. it's it's this is a team in transition. Yeah, they are. They've they've decided that they needed to move on from Matt Ryan. And that was the, the Matt, big thing. And the Matt Ryan era um, players, not just him, but the other guys that were here while he was here. That when the last time that they were a playoff team and competitive, um, you know, building around Matt Ryan and everyone, those guys are gone like all of them. And so they're starting over with the exception of Grady Jarrett. Um, and it, they're just not ready to compete yet. I want to be wrong. I would love for them to be good this year. I just don't. I'd like it. to see Marcus Mariota get a shot. It's been a, it's been a while for him. He's, he's taken some lumps. He's, he's been behind Derek Carr in, mm-hmm. in, uh, at Oakland and then in Las Vegas. And it's just been a long haul for him. And yeah, to he, get another shot here legitimately, I don't see Desmond Ritter starting the season as the number one quarterback. Not Marcus Mariota is going to carry this team, and it'll be interesting to see what he can do with the with the with the stuff that he's got to work with. It's not a lot, but if he could put together a little something, it might give him a chance at a second contract. Mm-hmm. You know, is what I'd be looking for. Him. Yeah, because he uh, he's a guy that had some promise early in his career, had some injuries, never really developed the way anyone expected him to, and then lost his job to Ryan Tannehill. And he didn't just lose his job to Ryan Tannehill because the team got tired of waiting for him. The team got better when Tannehill came in. I mean, they did. The offense just improved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like Tannehill is a super special quarterback either. So there's a lot of people who wrote, have written Mariota off as mm-hmm. guy that was just a terrible pick. And I don't know if that's true. The talent's there. His he's smart. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. He's got an accurate arm. Um, there, the talent's there, but a lot of things didn't work out. And I think the injury problems, he wanted to do things that his body couldn't do anymore. And I'm hoping that over the last two years, playing behind a pure pocket passer in Derek Carr has given him an opportunity to uh, develop his what he wants to do um, and his ability to take advantage of the skills that he still has um, so that he can be successful here. I want him mm-hmm. to be good. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be good, but I want him to be good. That's a great take, really. I mean, just I think it's it's the time away that gives him the opportunity to yeah. to see if if he's any better. All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at Alvstead NFL. The show's at PF underscore Playbook. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Make sure you bump that subscribe button. And until next time, take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Phil is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.